You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast for your Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Ryan Andrews. Uh, as you can tell from the voice that is currently ravaged by cold, I am not Sean Doyle. I I have great respect for Sean Doyle. He is a mentor of mine, but he is stepping back from Locked On Blue Jays and allowing myself to to step in and take over. Again, you may have heard me on this podcast before. I have made a couple of appearances sounding so much better than I do right now. What with this, uh, I, I believe it's a cold. I, I'm not sure. It could be something far greater. But either way, I press on to deliver you Blue Jays content that you can use in your everyday life. And that is what you will get on Locked on Blue Jays uh, with me as its steward. But I'm not alone. I'm not alone on this. It, it takes a lot of talent to fill the shoes of one Sean Doyle. So, of course, I have help. Uh, That person is on the line. He's a fellow writer with me at jaysfromthecouch.com, the site that Sean founded. Is Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller, thank you for helping pick up the slack, because I don't know if I can go 20 minutes with my throat like this. Well, thank you for having me, sir. I hope that I'm able to fill some of the the void that Sean Doyle has left us. (laughs) <laughs> well, we, we say he's left us. Sean is still very much around. Don't don't worry. He's still the same Blue Jays writer that he was all he always is. Um, and he may be back on the podcast from time to time just to check in on how the kids are doing and and give uh, give give some thoughtful Blue Jays analysis should should you wish to come in. But uh, like I said, the kids are in control. He he gave us the apartment keys, so we're going to try our best to uh, keep it intact. I'm sure we won't mess it up too badly. Oh, no. No, no, no. We, we're totally not going to go house party and, you know, ha- have the goat running through the apartment. Yeah, we're not going to start dropping F-bombs and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, the goat won't be running through the apartment until Vladimir Guerrero Jr. gets called up. Um right. Millennial reference. That's what you get with me, as opposed to Sean. Um, but yeah, just um, just for uh, the the debut of the Ryan and Ryan show on on Locked On Blue Jays, uh, we wanted to talk about a trend that we saw from the Blue Jays this season that that we saw a positive step in uh, rectifying uh, with last night's eight. We are recording this on Wednesday morning. So, so the visions of Curtis Granderson dancing around the bases to his walk-off home run are still fresh in our mind. But the big story, at, at least from our perspective, uh, was the great start that Jay Happ put forth in that game. Uh, seven strong innings, 10 Ks on, on one of the elite offenses in Major League Baseball, which I, I don't know if we can continue saying that about Boston. I mean, they just got no hit by Sean Manaya, and then Jay Happ just makes him look silly for seven innings. Um, but it, it was a great start. It was a very needed 
start. It, it was a badly needed tonic for this Blue Jays team to get a start like that from Jay Happ. Because, Ryan, I I have not seen many of those this season from this Blue Jays team. It's been the one disappointment so far, is not getting those kind of starts from the rotation. Yeah, well, really, what when when you look at the uh, the stats of, of this staff right now, one of the things that pop out to me is that Tyler Clippard is tied with Jay Happ for three wins. <laughs> right. uh-huh. So, so like I know Tyler picked up the uh, the win last night thanks to to Grandy, but mm. like when when one of your relievers is is tied for that's okay in the first week of the season, two weeks of the season, but you know we're pressing into now a month into the season and no, this this is not an unfamiliar role for Clippard. Be, being that guy to just come in there and and pick up reliever wins like that, but yeah, you are you are a hundred percent right, Ryan. It is it is a little worrying to have a reliever atop the win chart there. And again, Jay Happ came out and delivered a much needed start for the for the Blue Jays there. And and it's it's actually something we're getting accustomed to seeing from Jay Happ in his second go around with Toronto. He's been that guy that while your your Aaron Sanchez has has had his issues the past year and a half, while your Marcus Stroman has had his issues, Mar- Marco Estrada has, has been dealing with injuries. Jay Happ has been the most reliable guy in this rotation. A guy who comes out every five days, you know what he's going to do for you, and and he just go out, goes out and does it. And and he actually doesn't get probably enough credit from the fan base for being that stalwart. Yeah, almost, almost as though uh, he's like we mentioned off air was that he's our RA Dickey one point five or whatever. <laughs> he's 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 giving us better better stats than RA Dickey and less frustrating, and we don't have to see Josh Tolley behind the scenes. <laughs> um, but but yeah, Hop missed a couple starts last year at the beginning of the year, which allowed us to uh, see fantastic starts by Casey Lawrence and Matt Latos. Which, oh dear. As Blue Jay fans, we all really appreciate. Um, but yeah, so far he's, he's been, he's been really good. And I guess that kind of leads me into, you know, like when are, when do we start talking about possibly extending this mm. fine gentleman? Yeah. And it, it's a question I've I've seen bandied about Blue Jays Twitter a little bit. Um, Happ and Estrada are both in their free agent years, so it's it's not likely both of them will be back. Uh, Happ being 35, Estrada being 34 at the time of recording. So it's it's not likely both of them will be back, un- unless you know they they enter in some a, another Jose Bautista arranged marriage uh, for one right. year. But I I agree with you. I I think they do have to look at potentially getting Hap extended, and and like he he's probably going to be available for the same rate. He signed he signed what was a third three year thirty six million dollar deal for Jay Hap. He he would likely be be around that mark again, maybe a slight pay raise for for what he's been able to do the past two two and a plus little bit seasons. But yeah, he's he's been that steadying veteran presence that. Um, R.A. Dickey was, I guess, and and we we mean these as positive, positive comparisons for Jay Happ to R.A. Dickey. Not we're not. Well, I was a, I was a fan of R.A. Dickey. I think he got he got a lot of uh, 
a lot of hate from the Jays, the Jays fans, which was very, very out of line. Like he was, he was a, a good starter. He gave us lots of innings and, you know, unfortunately what happened was we traded for him and everybody was expecting uh, like four Cy Young yeah. seasons from him. And that wasn't fair to hop, right? Or not happen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a little difficult to swallow R.A. Dickey when you see Noah Syndergaard out there throwing lightning. Um, right, and and again, that like we're, we'll get a little off track there, but like that was a necessary evil when you look at the the rotation and what they what hmm. they were trying to do. Like once you went all in with the Marlins trade, you had yeah. to get another starter. Yeah, and, and it just so happened to be R.A. Dickey. Yeah, no offense. I don't see anyone complaining they traded Justin Nicolino. So, I it, you you take your chances with uh, with pitching prospects like that. Um, but yeah, if you if you look at what this Blue Jays rotation potentially looks like without J Hap, without Marco Estrada, without Jamie Garcia too, because Garcia is only on a one year pact. So. As of right now, this rotation is Aaron Sanchez and Marcus Stroman. And the problem with those two is they don't seem to be right at the same time. Like, Sanchez had that whole issue in 2017 with the blister. It's why he only made eight starts. And and then this year, Stroman has just looked like he's he's channeling Steve Blass. Like, he's... And I know that makes me sound a lot older than I do in... in tandem with the Harvey Firestein voice I have going on right now. But like he he's he's looked lost on the mountain. And I don't I don't know if if you want to factor in the cold with Strowman. Like he he pitched in some frigid environments in New York and Texas, but he, he's not getting anywhere close to the plate at times and and it's just a really worrying sign from a guy who who is a ground ball pitcher he's a guy who induces contact like that and it's really hard to be successful when you're walking like five guys a start we've seen this before from stroman though Mm. he he tinkers he loves to tinker right um he's a perfectionist and um i remember was it i don't think was it last year all the years blend in (laughs) <laughs> after a little while um there was there was talk when he was struggling um I, I believe last year the year before and like they the fans were oh we should send him down we should send him down because he had mm-hmm. a bad month and a half and he got right and he was lights out the rest of the season mm-hmm. so um if you don't have your dreams, what do you have? And my dream is that uh, Strowman's just going through one of his little tinkering phases, and you know he's he's going to get right. There's too much talent there. Mm. I I agree. Like I said, I'm I want to see what he does. Um, he's scheduled to pitch this week against Texas at home. I would like to see what he does in that instance, where he's in a controlled environment, a familiar environment. He's going to be able to be comfortable. I I and let's face it, Texas is not good. Like, like, no, this is not the Texas that, that packs a punch like it did in previous years. So I, I think a big bounce back start from Stroman there would be, would be a, a big part of setting fans minds at ease. But um, to get back to the point we were talking about after Sanchez and Stroman, 
right now in the system, it's not looking like there's enough to replace three starting pitchers going out the door. Um, well, Jarme Garcia, we have a um, club option, $10 million mm-hmm. for him next year. Um, he's getting $8 million this year and possibly 10 next year. So, you okay. know, if if he continues to do uh, what he's what he's done so far, he's what two two and one with a uh, four or five seven. It looks like here ERA. I'll I take that as my my fifth starter, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd pay ten million for that. Yeah, you know, um, but so you got to replace two, and we all know how much depth you need in your uh, in your system moving mm. forward because you're not going to have the same five starters make five start or every fifth day. Right. Yeah. So yeah, like we saw Bia genie come up. He's our, he's our sixth starter. Mm. We'll say he's our sixth starter. Um, <laughs> we'll say, and it. we'll say, it, yeah. And we'll, we'll put the disclaimer out that last year was not fair to Joe Bia genie because he was asked to start when he, he spent all off season um, being a reliever, like, thinking he was going to be a reliever and yada, 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 yada. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't give, give a lot of love to that kind of statement because um, I believe these guys are professional athletes and, you know, they're paid to perform and, and for the most part, be a genie didn't. And I know that Jeff from, from our uh, Jays from the couch site can spit all kinds of fantastic uh, stats at us to say why Joe um, did have a decent season last year, but the results are the results. He, you know, he just wasn't able to produce uh, quality starts. No, which most of the time it was uh, one bad inning or half a bad inning where he just kind of um, he lost the strike zone and the wheels fell off and that I think that happens with a lot of starters. I think that's what we're seeing with, with Stroman this year. It seems to be that one bad start. Well, we fast forward to present time now and Joe had a start to I think last night, yesterday was Chris rally for uh, Buffalo. The night before mm. was, uh, was Joe, Joe was cruising. He was doing really well. Sixth inning came around. He got one batter out, and he was knocked out of the inning. I think uh, the game. I think he gave up four runs or something like that. Yeah. So, and that could be a stamina thing. That could be a durability thing, but that could also be why he's why he was no longer um, worth protecting in San Francisco. Exactly. And when right? when yeah, and when Biagini came over, that was the thing. Like you. Like that that was a question everyone had. Like, why did we pick up this guy who has like a four twenty ERA at double A as a starter? And and that's why when Biagini broke out as a reliever in twenty sixteen, that's why like this this is what he should be. Stop stop trying to make him into something he's not. And the and the stats bore out last year. He made eighteen starts and had a five seventy three ERA. He he could not keep keep the ball like in a comfortable spot for his fielders to make plays on. He was getting batted around the park. And, and it's like you said, he has trouble avoiding the big inning when he's a starter. That, that risk is heavily cut down as a reliever. Cause you're only expecting him to work one, two innings. If, 
like the the chances go up the longer he gets into a game and he's he hasn't figured out how to avoid that how to stop the bleeding once the wound is opened up and uh i think at his age uh uh his made like the major league experience i know he had you know he's had two years of major league experience i think you've learned that by now mm, exactly right. so so i i do believe i i do feel that joe is is a very useful um pitcher mm. and i think he is something that the blue jays desperately need in the bullpen yeah because i think I think that well the i like the our bullpen right now I like the 2018 uh, April version of the bullpen, um, but it's lacking that long guy. I wrote about this last year where the Jays were lacking a swingman, and uh, two guys that I mentioned that would be good for that role were Joe Biagini and Luis Santos because Santos came up and surprised everybody by not sucking. Um, <laughs> it's a big, and, big plus last year. Yeah, yeah, big plus, big plus. Um, so I, I think that those two guys are, even Chris Rowley, um, mm. the only issue that I have with Chris Rowley is I just don't, I, I feel like he doesn't throw hard enough to be that guy in the bullpen. Mm. Um, well, well, but, and, and the and the other thing with Rowley too is if, if he is that kind of soft tosser, he might, he might still have a shot as like a starter, not not like a a premium starter, but a guy who is like that fifth starter role for Chris Rowley. I think Chris Rowley's role, um, I bet I think he's better suited to that four A mm. type guy that he can come up. He might be able to give you three or four starts, but after like in that middle of the third start, he might start getting hit around. Right, yeah. like once once the league goes, oh yeah, I remember this guy, <laughs> and then and then he goes back down and he spends a, another month down in the uh, in Buffalo, and then if we need another start or two, we bring him up. Like I think that's the role he he fits. I hope he proves me wrong because I th- I know that all these guys are way more talented than I am, so I can't really uh, talk poorly about them. But I that's I think the role that Chris Rowley would fill really nicely Mm. yeah and then and then the other question regarding rotation parts in the future i mean the the big prospect for the blue jays coming into this year was ryan barucki um like like he was getting a lot a lot of press is that guy who was potentially the number seven starter behind biagini and would be looking looking to be called up if needed to to spell this rotation and he's he's not looked the part in Buffalo so far this year. I mean, I I, I know small sample size, but still. Yeah. So like, I guess prior to um, signing Harme Garcia two days before opening day, um, there was there was that debate on who should be the Jays' fifth starter. Should it be Biagini or should it be um, Barucki? And Barucki has kind of stumbled out of the gate so far. He's he's had two starts, right? Like I, you know, weather weather has kind of wreaked havoc on on Buffalo's Buffalo's uh, April yeah. schedule. I think they just got their tenth game in last night. So you know, we'll take it for what it's worth. But zero um, and two 
6.23 ERA over 8.2 innings isn't what we want to see from a guy that uh, we were potentially giving that fifth starter role mm. to. So, you know, Biagini has looked, like I said, he had a really good start up until the sixth inning in his last start, and um, he, he's got a, a 3.48 ERA, which, you know, we're okay with. And I know everybody prefers to talk about FIP, but I'm throwing out ERA. So, um, but yeah, like, so those are, our, those are our two guys. And that's kind of why it begs the question of, you know, do, do we want to in like, look at re-signing, extending a J-Hap? By the way, J-Hap is also tied for the league lead in strikeouts with Chris Sale. <laughs> yeah, which, which would... If if I if I went back to 2012 you and and pointed at Jay Happ on on the field for the Blue Jays say that guy is going to be tied for the league lead in strikeouts would you believe that at any point like like at any at any point like day one if Jay Happ started day one would you believe that at any point oh God no. <laughs> Like I I remember when he was coming up with the Phillies and they you know there was talk of this guy supposed to be like a, a good, good prospect and everything like that. So um, maybe if you went back a little bit further than the 2012 me, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, like no, you're absolutely right. But then he got he got he got tutelage in in Pittsburgh and turned his life around. He he got the magic spell of Ray Searage. Which is right. And and for that, Pittsburgh, we thank you. Um but yeah, go just going going forward to kinda kinda put a bow on this. We said we said he was like the R. A. Dickey of the staff. I'm wondering if he might not just be the Jamie Moyer of the staff. A guy who figured it out late, who who relies more on control and deception and is potentially able to pitch until his 40s, in which case I am perfectly fine giving Jay Happ a two-year, three-year extension to keep him in Toronto doing that, throwing that junk ball, because I like Jamie Moyer until he was like 45. So that means Jay Happ got, has 10 more years in him, so that's pretty good. Well, he's, you know, he's a lefty. <laughs> Left Lefties always have a place in the game. Um, he, still, he still throws... 95 96 right so i don't know like i i would i would sign him i would i would throw another two year deal at him if he would have me mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if he wants to stay married to the blue jays there's there's been so many talk uh conversations with uh between buck and and uh tabby about how much estrada and hap like uh, Toronto, the organization, you always see those two chit chatting in the, um, in the dugout. So you, you know that they, you can tell that they actually enjoy each other too. And these guys are, these are the type of pitchers that you still need in your rotation. They have the experience and they can, we can st- slowly start bringing along the, the Biaginis and the Ryan Baruckis and, you know, to throw out two more names that are down in double A uh, Sean Reed Foley and um, Jordan Romano from Markham, Ontario. Mm. Um, you know, both these guys, they both have three wins so far. That, you know, Romano made a made a start. He looked a little rough last last night in his start, um, but that was the first rough start he's had. He, he's been lights out in his uh, previous three starts. So, mm. you know, these are two guys that are 
you're going to start hearing their name going into AAA moving forward in the mm. summer, if summer ever comes. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's arrived here in Nova Scotia. It's been like 15 all week. It's been great. I don't, I don't know what's happening with you guys. Uh, we're having a horrible. Uh, what, what can you do, bud? I'm sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, this, this has been great, great analysis from the farm which you can always expect from Ryan Miller. Um, Ryan, why don't you tell the fine people of uh, Locked On Blue Jays where they can find your stuff and, and you know, appreciate you more in the future. Well, yeah, but uh, on in the comment section at Jays from the Couch, um, I do uh, a daily recap of the, the farm system games. Uh, they, they tend to get a little bit, uh, tougher as as the summer goes on and those short seasons open up um, but I'll try and keep on doing the daily stuff um, I'm not gonna lie I I don't go on Twitter too much but I will answer anything that you guys you guys have uh, if you have any questions or anything and that's at, at Mueller Ryan 11 um, I look forward to speaking with anybody who wants to talk about minor league baseball oh, sounds good I I would happily take you up on that um, and yeah, same, same for me. You can find me at jaysfromthecouch.com. Um, you can find me on, at lockedonbluejays.com. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll be posting stuff on both sites there. And if you want to yell at me on Twitter and want to do so without me having to respond, sounding like a frog with a gravel mixer for a throat, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at neoac18. That's neoac 18 I'm I'm pretty open to interaction, so uh, if you have any Blue Jays takes, let me know, and we can have a fine, healthy, friendly discussion about it on Twitter, as friendly as Twitter allows. Um, but yeah, um, this has been it for the for the debut voyage of the Ryan and Ryan show on Locked On Blue Jays. Miller, I I think despite my voice, it went very well. I think so too. I think so too. I, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, I will be taking, we got the debut out of the way. Now I'm going to take a two week holiday. So um, <laughs> I will catch you guys back uh. in, in, uh, in May. I'm going to head down to the uh, sunny beaches of Dominican Republic for, for two weeks. Okay. And, I'll, uh, I'll every, everything I said, I felt sorry for you before <laughs> completely gone. You, I, you wrecked it. I, uh, you, you wrecked I wrecked it. it. Yeah. But that's that's all right. We have we have a great stable of of fellow co-hosts lined up to uh, to step into Miller's shoes here. Um, uh, some of them you may have heard on this podcast before. Some of them might be new. But um, either way, we will deliver you a fine Blue Jays product daily into your ears for your enjoyment, because that's what we do here on Locked On Blue Jays. So for Ryan Miller, I'm Ryan Andrews. Thank you for listening. Take care.